0: This episode of the Cinemavention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, J one Jack Wolf, and Wermol 3 If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm Wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie The Evil Dead. Oh! Uh-oh, we found another movie
1: Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A CinemaVention.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinema CinemaVention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie The Evil Dead, which my guest has seen before. He is a regular Diamond Club Game Night contributor and, uh, intermittent or, uh, eh, he's a streamer in some regard <laughs> please welcome back brian coford aka b coford to the show How are you doing man? hey
1: yeah i occasionally stream i'll get back to it at some point
0: yeah at some point it's <laughs> fine <laughs> but uh yeah i uh this was i gotta tell you man this was a rough uh this was a rough movie to get a guest for so i i appreciate you stepping in uh at somewhat the last minute here uh for this uh for this movie yeah uh,
1: no problem it's uh it's something that i figured you know somebody else is doing and i could do it also uh i'm i'm a bit of a fan of of the series and in particular the main actor in this Mm, movie uh uh-huh so uh
0: (laughs) right on yeah bruce campbell okay fair enough uh and uh it's funny you mentioned bruce campbell because uh we're about to uh talk about the stats here so uh we'll get right into it here so, uh, the Evil Dead is apparently just not available to rent, purchase, or stream anywhere in the U.S. whatsoever. And uh, let's just uh, say, uh, let's just say that we've got our methods for watching things. <laughs>
1: uh, actually, I just uh, since I missed your watch party, I rewatched it today, and I found that a free trial of AMC Plus uh, got me a viewing.
0: Really? Okay. Yep. Apparently, Just Watch needs to get their act together on that then yeah if you go
1: to imdb and uh select uh what is it watch watch there's uh more Mm. options to watch and if you expand that out it'll tell you some places you can get it and that's that's Hmm. where i found that out right on okay so it's apparently
0: it's streaming on amc plus and that's the only place you can watch it evidently because that's the or or if you own the dvd like i do yeah i was gonna yeah i was just about to say yeah you could go try and find it on dvd uh and you could watch it that way as well um of course justwatch.com uh, will have I should have any updates although I'm surprised justwatch.com doesn't mention AMC plus yet so someone should probably yep. fix that in their database. <laughs> yeah, seems a little odd. <laughs> mhm. But uh, The Evil Dead was released by New Line Cinema on October 15th, 1981. The movie was directed by Sam Raimi and stars Bruce Campbell, Ellen Sandwiss, Richard Dem- Demanda Demanicoer. I'm best butchered that one. Betsy bark Betsy Baker rather and Teresa Tilly. The movie had a budget of three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Yes, yep. you heard me right, thousand dollars. But made two point yep. nine million dollars in theaters. So hey, there you go. Not bad. Uh yeah. do you remember when you first saw this particular uh Evil Dead? movie. No,
1: uh I believe I saw Evil Dead 2 first. Uh and then mm. went back and rewatched this one uh because Evil Dead 2 is is uh actually a much better movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say cuz uh cuz y- your friend in mine uh Clyde uh Poodle Puncher uh mentioned that uh Evil Dead 2 is basically Evil Dead just with a bigger budget. Uh would you agree with that? And and a little bit
1: of a sense of humor. Uh, mm. so so uh it's interesting that book. I just, uh, if chins can kill uh substantial portions of it, talk about how uh, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi as kids just went around and goofed around and, and part sort of decided they wanted to make films at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, evil dead is essentially their first attempt at an actual theatrical release. Huh. And so uh, they hadn't quite got their footing yet. And, and after making the first one, you know, they went back and they looked at, you know how things went. Also at the time uh, some people found it a little more hilarious than they anticipated and all that sort of stuff. So they went when they got more money, they went back and essentially remade the movie with a little more experience and mm. uh, and and also decided it was a little too serious. So okay,
0: interesting. Yeah, and I would I would tend to agree with that. We'll we'll get into it a little bit when we talk about it. But yeah, but you've got Evil Dead 2 and then Army of Darkness, uh, which came out in ninety two. And then Evil Dead, just Evil Dead, which came out in 2013. It was sort of like a reboot Mm -hmm. of it. And then there's supposed to be a new one that comes out uh, as of this recording. It'll come out uh, sometime next year in 2023, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Yes. And and my understanding is this new one that is coming out is a direct sequel to the remake one that came out a couple of years ago.
0: Uh Ah, okay right on yeah so yeah, 10 years since the sequel okay fair enough
1: because because i'd be extremely surprised if they follow the same timeline that evil dead 2 did
0: yeah yeah sequel that yeah that would be that would be a weird (laughs) sequel you're right yeah especially because yeah army of darkness yeah anyway but uh but yeah um i i'm still debating whether i um i think i i think we will end up covering those evil dead movies um sometime in the future and yeah,
1: I recommend if you do uh, do them as a double feature.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, so yeah. in w- uh, which ones in that double feature then? E- evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. Oh, interesting. Okay, so the Army of Darkness and then and also Evil Dead the twenty thirteen yeah. one, or evil or do you mean no. Evil Dead Two?
1: No, I mean Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. Oh, the okay, two, got the, it, got
0: it, got it, got it. Yeah.
1: Okay, gotcha. Because the Army of Darkness is. Now, it's not absolutely necessary to watch them together, but I think it's more fun.
0: Mm. Okay, fair enough then. Yeah, and uh, we'll certainly, uh, that's in the future. But for now, let's go ahead and talk about The Evil Dead, uh, which is, <laughs> it's so confusing too, because it's like with The Evil Dead. I i know that's not what they intended, but it's like The Evil Dead movie just by itself from 2013, and then The Evil Dead as the original film is yeah, yeah. It, un- it, it, confu- it confuses search engines. I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: yeah, an un- un- unfortunate thing with with a traditional remake because that's that's essential what the new one is is a yeah. complete remake of the original Evil Dead, mm-hmm. not Evil Dead Two.
0: Right? Yeah, ah! yeah. <laughs> so so confusing. <laughs> yep. But uh, the, you can tell. Uh, we mentioned the budget uh, was only three hundred seventy five thousand dollars on this movie, and you can very much tell. Because, uh, yeah, you could tell this was a low-budget movie, and in many ways, uh, a- a- again, we were talking about, uh, uh, Clyde just a moment ago, uh, Clyde, of course, uh, hosts the, uh, movie party, uh, which, which is kind of like what we do with the watch parties, except, uh, except it's not a full-on podcast afterwards, but, um, But this movie, this movie had kind of like a similar vibe to the to those low budget movies that we tend to watch on movie party. Like it felt like I was like I was like, are we doing a cinema venture watch party now, or are we doing a uh, a movie party? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, and like like I said, since it was their first go, you know, previous to that, they had just been making their own movies, you know, household films with, uh, you know, I forget exactly which camera it is. I go look it up if I want to, but you know, Mm -hmm. one of the old school just. You can only get like eight minutes of film at a time kind of stuff.
0: Right, right.
1: Uh, And, you know, and they would would screw around making movies like that. So this is the first time they were making a proper thing. And it kind of shows, you Mm -hmm. know, there's some stuff. There's there's some interesting ideas in here. Uh, I do find it. uh, There are some tropes that other movies started picking up on that are essentially introduced in this movie. Hmm. So so, there's some neat ideas, but yeah, it's very low budget, and it's yeah. a, it's, what, it's a first. What effort, would be an really. example
0: of those tropes that you're referring to?
1: Uh, The camera movements, in particular. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's uh, a scene in the Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Where they're in the hospital, and so Sam Raimi also directed that movie and that hospital scene is sort of where he goes back to his stuff and you'll notice there's some camera movements in that hospital scene that are very reminiscent of this movie.
0: Mm. So, interesting. Okay. Uh, the
1: the really low movements, the the quick camera movements through scenery, stuff like that, okay. uh, you know.
0: Right on. No, that's that's interesting. Um but uh, but yeah, and in, in that same vein, um I I when we when we first start out the movie, you know, it's basically kind of like um, like a road trip happening right now. Like I I, I yep. seriously thought that we were about to watch the movie Zombievers again, which uh, longtime movie party, uh, uh, you know, uh, viewers will will know what I'm talking about, which, by the way, Zombievers has to be has it still has to be one of my favorite movies we've watched, like behind maybe Greasy Strangler uh, as like one of my <laughs> favorite movies uh, that we've watched in movie party. Yeah, um, and it, the, and the beginning of this film reminded me of Zombiivers so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and that trope of uh, you know a group of teenage kids or you know a little mm, older go, yeah. going out and you know someplace else and doing stuff is is a common trope in horror movies in particular. Uh, sure. I'd have to look up timelines to see exactly what, but people have been doing that a long time before this movie was made. Oh,
2: absolutely. So it's it's
1: sort of the, just the default. Yeah, because it gets them away from civilization. Because if this was happening in town they would have a lot more options. I mean, in this movie they even go so far as to destroy the bridge. Spoilers. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so right. So
1: they can't get out of the, you know, so they can't get a hold of other people, they can't get out of the situation. They're kind of stuck there.
0: Yeah, so, I actually so have, so have, have a problem well, I actually have the pro- a problem with the uh sort of well, I I I have a problem with it because of the uh I I don't know. Like I don't know. You, you I I think you'll either um agree with me or disagree with me on this, Goford. I'm not quite sure. But like, yeah. But you mentioned that bridge, right? Because it's like, because it's a, you know, you get to that bridge, and it's like, and you realize, oh yeah, no, that's definitely safe, right? Like, you know, there's, you know, the <laughs> planks aren't falling off well, the bridge. Nah, what are you crazy? Well, the,
1: I mean, the the tire of the car literally goes through the bridge at one point. So yes, it's obviously not a safe bridge.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, but, but here's the thing that I found like kind of stupid about that though is that like, and maybe this has something to do with just like. I don't know. I haven't been out of the, like the country too much so that this could be just my ignorance playing in on this. But why is that bridge the only way to get back? And it's like I know what I know the answer is because it um that's how the story like cuz cuz if there was it, an alternate way the story wouldn't happen, right? But uh, I just it, I can't get over how dumb that is when it's like seemingly there would be alternate pathways you, and roads that they could take
1: yeah you'd actually be surprised there are some places where there literally is only one road in and out uh if you were notice this uh is actually set in tennessee uh yeah mm-hmm. some interesting there sam Raimi wanted to do it in michigan and originally but he couldn't find a place to do it they actually found this abandoned cabin to film it at as far as at least the outdoor scenes i don't know if the indoor scenes were filmed there uh but they went ahead and set it in tennessee where that abandoned cabin is at and mm. there, when you get up in the Appalachian Mountains and stuff, sometimes there is, you know, you've got these narrow canyons and stuff. Uh, they sometimes call them hollers, uh, where there is kind of only one way in and out, if, especially if you're talking roads.
0: Yeah. You know? But also, it's like at that point, like if um, if the bridge is out. Also, it's like, I mean, yeah, I, 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 like it, it's one of those things I can't get over because it's like, I get why it's it's not done this way, because the story is not like the story would be stupid if that were the case. But it's like, you know, the bridge is out. And it's like at that point, it's like, wouldn't you call the cops or the something like some department somewhere and be like, well, hey, dude, the bridge is out.
1: <laughs> OK, well, this is 1982 or thereabouts. 19- Fair. I forget. Uh There are no cell phones. That's true. Period.
0: Is it, uh, but isn't and- there a phone in the cabin, though, or no?
1: I don't recall them ever seeing a phone in that Mm. cabin, and and it's far enough out in the middle of nowhere that it's very possible that it just didn't have a phone.
0: Yeah, true. That yeah, yeah. I just I I I still feel like it. There, it's like I just I can't get over how like you know it's like it's it's like so like I don't know. It's silly to me that it's like that's like the it's like they're really screwed out there. But it's like I guess you know. It, it, you are i don't know like the precautions yeah, at, on it are a little lackluster it feels like i don't know yeah at, at the
1: time the movie came out uh this would have been a more normal situation these days uh-huh. when you start watching horror films like this they have to come up with excuses why people can't contact other people
2: right they, there's
1: there's got to be some weird reason why the phones don't work there's got to be uh-huh, some weird reason uh-huh. why you know or and that's one of the spooky things is oh no the landline's been cut and, and that's even getting kind of tenuous because lots of places don't – I don't have a landline.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So them so that old trope of the oh no, there's no dial tone, that
0: doesn't even make any sense. I mean at it's, that, so it's uh, like how, I mean the new yeah. the new problem I guess is oh the cell towers went out. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like that's the new why? excuse, right? Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> in many places it has to be multiple cell towers go out, you know? It's, it's so mm-hmm. there has to be something else going on. And that's that's where you end up with stuff that's more like uh, Cloverfield Lane or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's something else going on that has to be
0: Mm-hmm. It, it,
1: it, you know but then you lose that, the whole oh we just went off somewhere and something happened and then nobody knows it happened
0: yeah yeah well and it was it, it, so because you mentioned uh they were they originally wanted to do it in michigan because uh the premise is um that the uh the five people that are going up there you've got um two couples uh like like two two couples and a sister who all go mm-hmm. to michigan state university um and it's interesting because it's like at the beginning, it's like, it's like, you kind of, I don't know. I think it was Ash that was driving. I have to assume it was Ash that was no, driving. No, Ash was in the backseat. Oh, okay. Was it, was it Scott then that was driving? Yeah,
1: Ash, Ash was the one that was looking up the map going, oh, I think we're just, mm. just before they back got run off the road with the truck
0: yeah it was, yeah that. Cause, so, yeah that red truck yeah it's like i it's like yeah. i can't so remember was, who was reckless in that scenario but
1: it was scott it was scott that was driving but if you right. recall he blames it, the car did something weird with the steering wheel that he wasn't expecting so it wasn't mm-hmm. just scott driving like an asshole the car was acting up
0: yeah well and then you've also got those hitchhikers that they uh ran past like i thought i don't like, even
1: know if those i don't even know if those were hitchhikers because they just kind of waved.
0: yeah that. that's true yeah i well yeah because like I guess I, when I first saw them, I thought they were hitchhikers. But yeah, you're right. They could just be like people like on the trail or something, you know, like just yeah. hiking the trail. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so you've got uh, <laughs> you mentioned the trope of like, you know, like, oh, the uh, the telephone uh, telephone lines are cut. And we get that uh and we get that very thing of, um you know, the fact that, of course, because it's a horror film, the car has to uh, is like failing to stop failing to start right here like of course right like of of course the car is failing to start but here's what i actually appreciated about that though is that at least it did come on after a few tries like that that would seem more realistic to me actually if the car like was having trouble starting and then it and then it actually just randomly started working right at right at the right moment too like like that actually felt realistic to me you know
1: also, uh, as you get further into the uh, the whole uh, franchise, uh, that car turns out to be one of the most reliable things uh, in the franchise. Interesting. <laughs> even more, even more reliable than Ash himself. I see. So, huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it, that's ironic the, given it stayed uh, in that moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now I doubt it's the exact same car uh, mm. in reality, but uh, in the Evil Dead TV show, they're still they still have that Delta eighty eight. Uh, as as his vehicle Oh,
0: really okay interesting
1: yeah
0: um but uh but yeah i mean uh so um well and and here's the thing um i had heard this this is just a rumor though like uh, well i I couldn't confirm if this was factual or not so you know disclaimer up front but i had heard uh that we had talked about during the watch party that um because you hadn't mentioned that like oh is the uh the cabin was the cabin real i believe the cabin was real oh yeah um, there, there was an actual but, uh, abandoned
1: cabin uh, right, i just yeah. don't recall if they filmed the indoor scenes in that cabin i know the I, outdoor my, scenes
0: my thought process is that they did um film the um the stuff like inside uh yeah. that particular room but when they went downstairs and we'll talk about this in a moment but the the basement just does not line up with the rest of the cabin oh, there, in my mind
1: <laughs> yeah that abandoned
0: cabin had no basement That's, right yeah so they that. yeah so they had to have filmed that at least at a different location there's no way yeah. um but uh but but, but apparently the uh, the story is is that apparently because this movie was so low budget they ended up having to it was getting really cold out there and so they actually did have to start burning things inside the house to stay warm and like, yeah, they were getting dangerously low on supplies. Like, even on the actual shoot itself. Uh,
1: I I will admit that it's been a while since I've actually read If Chins Can Kill, but uh, that does sound familiar. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, well, and and that's not even like the story. I'm talking about like actual production was having trouble, mm-hmm. uh, you know, staying yep. warm on that shoot. Yep. Yeah, uh, there's
1: a lot about this production in that book. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to know more about what happened during that production,
0: it's a good book to read. Yeah, yeah. What what was it called again? Uh, if chins could kill. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I assume you could probably get it on Audible too, or something like that. Uh, uh
1: I don't know. I got it before Audible was really a thing. So,
0: uh, okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> so that uh, and so they find uh, they uh, speaking of down in the basement, they found um, they found the book of dead, right? But they did mm-hmm. also find um, this recording that was done by. I think they said it was some sort of like like doctor or something that did yeah. that recording. But what what was funny about that recording is like it, it kind of sounds like a like a mini podcast almost in a way. You know, it's like yeah. it was a podcast before podcasts were a thing, you know?
1: It, yeah. So he was clearly an archaeologist, you know, with a
0: mm-hmm.
1: PhD or something like that, which is why they call him a doctor. Right, uh, right. And essentially he's just documenting what he found. Because, you know, before people had computers and stuff, that was one of the easier ways to do that is They would record their thoughts down and then they would transcribe them later and then publish their paper based on their notes that they took using, using a, a recorder. So that was a common thing. Uh, and so for him, basically the idea was is because the book isn't written in English, he can't just copy the book. He was verbally transcribing it so that he would be able to write down what the book said later. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't think he was paying attention to the words he was saying at the time because right. he clearly says that reciting the book allows the demons to to possess people and then he proceeds to re- recite the book into the right. recorder.
0: Yeah, and and presumably that, you know, that doctor I at the very least like um like yeah the it it possessed it had to have possessed someone. I don't know if it was the doctor because the doctor probably moved on with, with uh, their be, research. Based on the end.
1: snippets they give you of the clips it sounds like it was his wife.
0: Mm okay. Yeah. Because yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, I, I yeah. It's interesting that they didn't even like like you, you would think a a doctor would would know that, but I guess, you know, like it's well, one of those I, I, yeah I,
1: I know some people when they start reading text out loud um they're they don't they they don't comprehend the words they're saying it's their brain right. is doing a different th- function of just trying to say it, and so mm-hmm. they don't retain any of the stuff they're saying it's possible he's just one of those people, oh yeah for sure for sure um and then and then by the yeah. time he realized his mistake, it was too late
0: yeah for sure but uh but I got but that reel to real play that they were uh that they were playing that back on how about that man i that is a uh, that is a blast from the past, right there.
1: <laughs> well, uh, keep in mind if that was in the 80, early eighties, oh, yeah, no, absolutely, it no. had been sitting it around is. for a while. I mean, what else could it have been recorded on?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, I totally expected that that was the format, but it was still like real to real player. I hadn't, I haven't I hadn't seen those in a while, so that was that was crazy. So. I can't be the only one that noticed this, right? So, um, I forget which couple it was. I don't I can't I can't remember if it was Ash and Linda or if it was uh Shelly and Scott. But uh but one of those two couples um like they they had this like super long like scene where he, where he's like giving her a necklace sort of like item or whatever. And and like and it's like that scene like it wasn't just that scene, but that scene in particular. I remember just, just like dragged on for me. But I couldn't help but think that I was watching a K Jewelers commercial when that was happening. Like it just, it had all the hallmarks of a K Jewelers commercial. Uh, <laughs> you know, in that moment, like I, I can't be the only one that noticed that, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I mean I will agree the pacing is it, it, it's of its time. Uh, back in the '80s, stuff went a little slower. Uh, mm-hmm. And and yeah, in that scene in particular, maybe they could have cut some of that. But yes, I, I will say the runtime on this movie isn't terribly long to start with. So it,
0: it yeah, to be fair, yes it is. However you could still uh, you could tell you could tell this story in under an hour today you really could oh yeah oh yeah definitely uh
1: yeah and and that's why evil dead 2 throws some extra stuff in there that makes it even more fun
0: yeah yeah no absolutely because yeah no you yeah you would have to at that point right yeah like in order to fit the guidelines yeah once you once you
1: once you cut down once you edit down this part of the story uh, to some you know so that the pacing's better it leaves room for you to put more stuff in
0: yeah so. exactly uh, but I will say though that that sketch of that clock that Cheryl drew was pretty good though I mean
1: oh yeah if, was, if only she nice could have
0: <laughs> lived out her career as an artiste <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, yeah. but yeah we mentioned it earlier it's like uh, you guys you know me and my, and my issue with slow paced movies it's like I get a like you said, covert, I get it. I get it's a. It was that era, but I just, it yeah. still doesn't excuse it for me. Like I still can't get over how slow this is. And I mentioned earlier about the, the quote unquote basement of this cabin, which again, mm-hmm. it's like with the dimensions of the basement to the cabin, like there, there's no way in hell that that basement is actually in that cabin. Like almost certainly they shot that in a different location. Because well, per- the dimensions of the basement do not line up with the cabin oh, at all.
1: They, they don't, but, but also the- portions of the basement almost look like a tunnel, like somebody had been yeah. digging mm-hmm. for stuff. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect it to necessarily stay under the footprint of the cabin, but but you're right. It doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't really match up, and, and that's largely because that cabin did not have a basement. So,
0: Right, yeah, absolutely. They had to get
1: a basement somewhere.
0: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, true. But when um, but and, and I and again, it's one of those things you'll have to help me with. I I believe it was Scott that goes down first and just yes. disappears into the cabin, and then yep. they and then like he's gone for like I don't know, like two minutes or something, and then the and then the ladies are like, you should go down there and check on him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, and that particular scene, like I just that scene I remember just like dragged on for so long like it was like probably i i want to say it took like five minutes like just to get like between the time scott goes down there to the time Mm -hmm. that ash gets jump scared by scott down there probably was easily five minutes if not longer
1: Okay, I, I don't think it was actually five minutes, but it easily felt like it. Because it definitely right. felt that, like it. That for drags sure. on a little longer than it needs to. I think there was an attempt there for suspense, but then there's a point where you run out of suspense and exactly. then you just get bored.
0: Right? And exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I and I was definitely feeling that. Yeah, like like the first couple of minutes, I was like, "Oh, what's gonna happen? And then by the end, I was just like, okay, get on with it. Get on with the jump scare already. Jesus. It was almost yeah. like It was almost like, okay, like, you you, like there was so much time like building up the suspense it's like okay i know a jump scare is gonna happen and then it does happen granted it wasn't the jump scare i thought it was going to be but still uh
1: (laughs) by by more modern movie standards uh that was a pretty standard one of of part of the horror story is initially somebody goofing off and scaring the other people as Mm -hmm. a joke and then later it stops being a joke kind of thing. Right. And, and I've right. seen that a lot more in newer movies. Uh, so may, I don't know if this is the first time somebody's done that, but uh, it, it's a little predictable if you, if you're thinking about it, but, mm-hmm.
0: but also, yeah. well, cause, cause my thought process during that point was, um, I thought that like Ash was going to get jump scared by like Scott, like, you know, getting in, getting into it with like, uh, like a, like, I thought that's when the evil person would just, like, would have, like, kidnapped Scott, and then Ash would have gotten jump-scared by it, you know? Like, that's where yeah, I but, thought that was going.
1: Yeah, but you can't have the actual evil people show up until after they play back the recording.
0: Oh, right, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but... uh But also, like, don't mess with firearms, dude. Like, um, I'm pretty sure it was like they they were down there and they were just like messing around. Like, it it was an actual shotgun. It's like, you don't mess with firearms, dude. Like, that's rule number one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Some people are just stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I, they very much were in that moment. I can tell you that. Um, but, uh, I, here's something that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and I, and I don't know if this was like a location thing or if this was more like a cinematography trick that they were doing here. But to me, it very much like so um so Cheryl um eventually like is like going outside and trying to figure out like if there's anything out there. And like and then so when when she does uh when she when she does find someone or like, you know, the evil force as it's I guess referred to, um in the but in, in the cabin they do all these like weird like you know like shots where like the camera is just like going every which way, you know? And um and it felt it almost felt like they were in a jungle and not like the woods, you know what I mean? Like I and again, it might be like a little cinematography trickery going on there, but it felt more like a jungle than it did like they were in the woods. I don't know, like um
1: well there's there's two things there the cam- the camera movements uh the it, it sort of gives you the impression that you're seeing things from the evil spirits perspective so right. that's the the weird camera movement right thing. right i get that as far right. as, as far as that uh that's actually pr- pretty typical woods for tennessee so now their props and things might have a little more vines than you would expect to see on there but the the mm. actual the background foliage and all that stuff that's just that's just Tennessee.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Because I could get uncon I can understand that particular aspect. But yeah. Like yeah. It, it was kind of like that that vine sort of like thing. Like I don't know. Yeah. No. It definitely felt like there was more objects that weren't normally there that <laughs> that were in that particular scene. I don't know. Like, but um. Because because yeah. But because otherwise yeah. No. It definitely did. It definitely looked more like a forest than or the woods rather. You know, like, I, yeah, I've seen those woods before. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it sounds like to me because, um, and 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 this this is what I thought was like really messed up in the IMDb summary because I always tend to read that in prep for this show. But, mm-hmm. um, but Cheryl was like running away from you know, it, it, IMDb kept calling it the evil force. Um, you know, call it what you will, I guess, because it wasn't. It wasn't really name dropped per se, um, but from what it's described, it sounds like it um, like like the evil was the evil force kind of, you know, raping Cheryl almost like that's what that's the word that they used. I don't know if they, I don't know if I would agree with that eh, kind,
1: kind of it depends on how you say. It. Now, the the thing is, is there is no point in naming what it is uh, because it isn't in the movie. And Mm -hmm. I don't explain it. You've got the Necronomicon. You read stuff out of it. Stuff happens. What happens if you dig into it depends on which bit you read. Right. The bits that they were reading were the ones that allows the demons to possess things, essentially. And so in that case, the demons had possessed the woods themselves. And and right, right. Because
0: you have. Yeah, because you have. Yeah, because the evil force is never mentioned. But we have the book of debt, the book of the dead right like that's what that's referred to and we have the tape recording that summons all of these demons right and and it seems like this evil force is basically yeah like you said using the forest or using the trees or whatever to attack and so in my mind i was just thinking like like i'd like to imagine it's like just like an evil version of Groot or something that 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 like that's what i imagine the evil force to be because like i said we don't really get to see what it is per se but i don't know i i'd like to think it's just like an evil groot i don't know what do you think
1: (laughs) well so so the trees themselves aren't inherently anything it's it's Mm. like i said it's it, it, it they got possessed by what was summoned by reciting stuff from the book so right sure sure so it wasn't exactly a creature it was literally the woods came alive and attacked her
0: yeah yeah well and and so what's interesting is that um rather than killing off all of the characters what what the demons or the evil force or whatever you want to call it uh does is it it kind, they kind of it kind of possesses them and you know makes them into like you know killer zombies essentially is how i interpret those thing about basically how i interpret what those people become essentially and for some reason they want, they just want to stab people with pencils and like pencils only, like that seems to be like their favorite tool is to just stab people with pencils. And I guess the pencils are infected, I suppose. And so that's how they, you know, they make everyone else, um, you know, killer zombies at that point. Right. Um, you know? Um,
1: yeah. That uh, So essentially it becomes more evident, especially if you get further into the franchise that these evil spirits and stuff, Basically, they like just screwing with people. So mm-hmm. that's that's if you if you look at it, everything they do, most of it's just a screw, because obviously there's easier. They could have just killed people, but right, that's no fun. You can't just kill people. Then <laughs> then what are you going to do? There's nobody left to kill. Mm-hmm. So they they like screwing with people. That's that's also why they'll possess one person, screw with the other people until they've done everything they can. Then they'll possess a different person, and then. Yeah. Uh, as As far as what makes you susceptible to being possessed and all that stuff, I I haven't determined any exact rules, so I think it's just whichever seems most fun to screw with.
0: Yeah. Sure. Well. And yeah. And and to that point too. Yeah. There's only five. There's only five of them there. Like there's only five characters that you can uh, that you can, you know, zombify slash kill. Right. So like you know. So yeah. You're working with a limited number of people to begin with. You're right. Um. Yeah, but what? But I what I thought was interesting too, because I thought when they were infected, like they were just straight up infected entirely. But that's not entirely the case, because um, at one point in the uh, in the film, uh, one of the characters morphs in and out, and uh, like like she becomes a zombie and then like kind of morphs into morphs out of it, just as like just as they're about to get killed by I I don't remember if it was a chainsaw or mm-hmm. what it was. But uh, but just as they were about to, uh, the, it, they sort of snap out of it essentially, and so yeah. like yeah, so they can go back and forth almost.
1: Yeah, well, and that that just comes back to the demons essentially screwing with people. It, one of the tri- you know one of the things they can do is go, oh, they're possessed, and you're gonna the only way you can deal with it is dismember the proof because that's what the recording said is is the right. only way to deal with them is dismemberment. So they're getting ready to dismember them. So how do you screw with somebody? you make them think that now they're okay. Mm-hmm. And now you got to decide, Oh, do I need to m- dismember them or not? And then then you know, oh, okay. And then you don't dismember them. And then that gives them more time to screw with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, I, I think that's more of a ploy than it, it, It's entirely possible. They could just un, uh, unpossess the person I would suspect, but why would they want to do that?
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: more fun to just pretend that they've left. Yeah. And then, and then all sorts of hilarity ensues.
0: Exactly. Well, and, and and that's very much like a a classic movie party movie trope that you know they we keep coming back. A lot of those movies kind yeah. of follow that similar playbook. Another movie trope that they uh, that they took from that series is you know because of course you know shooting the zombies right like you would think that that would uh, that that would get rid of them, but sadly no, it does not. And not only does it not kill them, right? So even when you think you've killed them, um, because here's the thing, like, because he shoots them. Right. And then they basically like just foam at the mouth with this like milk, like substance um, that just basically comes out of their mouth. And you think at that point that they're dead. Right. But there's even then, like you said, they're still not dead because you, you have to not only dismember them. Right. But it isn't until like the book of the dead is destroyed in the fire that that the demons finally are like, you know, not possessing these people anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, this. And so I think, uh, it gets more of just just stops them from doing things. It doesn't necessarily even kill them. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I will say that, uh, one of the, one of the more, uh, one of the more savage lines that came out of this movie was, uh, when Scott told Ash, I don't care about your girlfriend, I'm getting out. I was just like, yeah. well, damn, <laughs> right? I mean,
1: he he did try for a bit to convince him to leave with him. But after a certain point, it's like, no, he just wanted to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, he was a bit of a a, a dick about it.
0: <laughs> no, he uh, definitely in was. This case, so. But also, to be fair, I probably would react in the same way myself if I were in that situation. But I I don't know I'm curious how how would well, you as a pedant respond to this situation? Well, you
1: know? I'd I'd be upset, but I wouldn't get it. It would be very hard for me to get to the point where I would leave at the cost of everybody else. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if if there's still people to get out of there, I'd be like, let's work together to get out of here. Yeah, Just every man for himself. Uh, not a good way to go about it. He learns that the hard way.
0: Yes, very much so. Uh also the other lie that uh that caught my attention too was um uh one of the zombies was like, You have pretty skin, give it to us. Yeah. <laughs> like that that is a creepy lie by the zombies, but honestly, like I could have saw that one coming from a mile away. So like, I would yeah. expect that to come out of a zombie. <laughs> I, I,
1: I do have the problem that when I rewatch this movie, uh, a lot of the stuff in this movie reminds me of stuff that happens in evil Dead too, mm. as, as a better version of it. One of those is the person stuck, the the demon stuck in the basement, uh, starts yelling, I'll swallow your
0: soul. I'll swallow your soul,
1: <laughs> which is, uh, just sort of like that, but even
0: more so. So Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. No, that, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, and uh and and again, like uh, uh again, another trope of a movie that we would watch on movie party, like even at the very end of the movie, right, like you think it's all over, right, you know, you got Ash being the last survivor out of everyone else out of this whole whole ordeal, and you would think that that's the end of the film, right it's like Ash goes back to you know like Ash goes to like the police, or at the very least Ash just runs away and just tries to you know do something right but uh but the evil force is still very much active and you know and is still trying to get ash and that's and at the very end we're we the evil force is like creeping up on ash and and you know very much gets him and then Mm -hmm. that's how the story is over right (laughs) it just ends right there and it's like I don't know, it's like, I mean, I, here's the thing I it's not like I'm expecting there to be a happy ending but there is just something messed up about like just the end of the story being just, you know, everyone died the end
1: <laughs> Yeah. well, um, it also could be uh, interpreted as they were leaving it open for a sequel, because uh, a lot of the, a lot of those uh, horror movies at the end, when you think everything's good, they just they put one little thing at the end
2: mm-hmm. to go,
1: well, maybe it'll be back you know kind of thing so i think that was more of that but yes everybody dying yeah it happens
0: yeah i know i mean yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah it, it's still kind of it's still kind of shitty to wrap up a story but at the same time i get it right like i don't yeah.
1: know no and so like i said in general uh a lot of the complaints you have about this movie they essentially fix when they make evil dead too so mm-hmm. um i wouldn't take uh your impression of this movie and extend it to the others Uh, like i said i didn't see this one till after i'd seen evil dead and i think army of darkness and i was more going back to see oh what was the thing and then i watched it and yes i was very much underwhelmed as well yeah well it's interesting to see which bits they kept and which bits they uh
0: well yeah well let's get into that too because it because it is time to uh to give our final ratings of this movie so uh thumbs up thumbs down what are you giving it brian
1: uh, I, I reluctantly give it a thumbs down. Uh, I think, I think it, um, suffers from Ooh. it being his, their first, uh, release and all that stuff. And it's, it's, uh, evil Dead Two is just a much better movie. So I, I know what Sam Raimi and his friends are capable of doing. And mm. this was just their mm-hmm. first attempt and it wasn't, wasn't as good as the, everything he did. Yeah. after. Essentially.
0: Okay. No, that's, uh, that's, I, I could totally see that. Yeah. So a reluctant thumbs down from you. And, yeah i i gotta tell you guys like yeah i I gotta give it a thumbs down as well to be honest yeah. like yeah like not only was the pacing real pretty slow for me and and that's always going to be a hindrance uh when it comes to my ratings of, of films right but in but in many ways for me it's like because the movie was so slow it did kind of end up uh, making the story a little more boring to me um you know, yeah. like like it, like the story just didn't seem like it was fully fleshed out. So like, I don't know. It just it felt like super boring um to to watch. But get but I still don't regret watching this movie though because uh, because I I am glad that I was exposed to this and it sounds like I should definitely um look into the sequels of this movie mm-hmm. um and uh, in the future because because uh, yeah because. Because honestly, like, it sounds like this movie is, is the worst that it gets when it comes to the, the Evil Dead franchise, you know? Yeah, yeah, and
1: and it's one of those where I don't normally recommend to anybody, I don't go out and say, oh, you should just watch Evil Dead. It's, it's, if I'm asking people to watch Evil Dead, it's in the context of all the other Evil Dead stuff. It's like, hey, right. since you're at it. Uh, and so a lot of times I'll just recommend they start with Evil Dead two and go from there. I was and then just if you feel like ask, it come back yeah, to this
0: one. Yeah, I was about I was just about to ask, yeah, would it be a situation where like, yeah, would you wreck? yeah, I suppose yeah, you could recommend Evil Dead two and just completely skip the Evil Dead. But also yeah, it, I mean Yeah, and yeah. come
1: back to it later when you're like when you when you're like, Oh, I'm kinda curious.
0: You right know, and, and then, then you, and then
1: you you approach it from a different mentality rather than going oh i'm expecting a good right movie, and like, then you, oh i've seen what came out of this I'm right and then you, you figure out
0: that like oh okay that's why you didn't recommend that <laughs> that's why yeah. you recommended so. start here first but yeah i know so uh i don't know yeah this makes it interesting for cinema vention though because um because like you mentioned uh like we mentioned earlier the evil dead 2 kind of is a remake of the evil dead just with a bigger budget so that'll be interesting Mm -hmm. to uh to try to figure out in the future when we do decide to cover this um i can't remember if this was during the podcast or before we started but you had mentioned do like a double feature of uh of evil dead 2 and uh what's the other one um army of darkness army of darkness that's it
1: yeah uh and speaking of evil dead 2 Mm -hmm. uh this is this is why i had to do some research so in evil dead 2 they It's essentially a remake, so they also go to a cabin in that one and all that stuff, but much higher budget. They actually built the cabin because the cabin from this original movie uh, apparently burned down some years later. Uh, Oh, okay. I gather if you go know where the spot is, the chimney's still there, but the rest of it's been burnt down. But uh, Mm -hmm. that cabin that they built for the second one uh, got torn down. So it doesn't exist either. Wow. But I've got some dice that were made out of it.
0: Oh, okay <laughs> fair enough yeah and, and it's so, got a, a. if you if you're not watching the video it's got like a certificate and everything with it
1: <laughs> and they're they're deadite dice so they've got little symbols on them and they actually go with a board game that was released as like a kickstarter at one point point. and honestly the main reason i got on that kickstarter was because they were offering this as a as an extra
2: ah, uh
1: buying on top of that so i still I haven't played the game it's uh Really interesting game. comes with lots of interesting miniatures. It has the classic, it has, you know, uh, Bruce Campbell, all that stuff in there. But but yeah, I've got a I've got a piece of the piece of the cabin from, from Evil Dead too.
0: That's so. hilarious. So uh so if yeah, if you if you use a building for the Evil Dead franchise, uh it sounds like there's some bad luck. Uh don't expect it to stay around.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. So but
0: with that being said, uh, Brian, uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining the show once again and talking about this uh, movie with me. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know you're a little inactive on social media at the moment, but uh, if anyone wants to follow your musings, where can they do so? Oh, I'm I'm inactive on social media all the time.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I will occasionally post on Twitter uh, and I occasionally stream. Like I said, I'm still planning on doing that again i've still got all my stuff to do it uh so if you want to find out when i stream again uh that's twitch.tv slash mm-hmm. b uh and if you want to see what my occasional social media stuff which is usually a retweet of somebody else or yeah yeah I'm, is, doing Twitter, pro- or I'm doing username?
0: it because or i'm doing it because <laughs> of
1: some promotional offer where if i tweet something i'll get something out of it so you, you won't like that and maybe I can read it off correctly this time because again I don't have this memorized, so I have to read it.
2: <laughs> uh, you can
1: get me at at df four seven two eight a one two two d nine four six two.
0: Easy to remember, right?
1: Oh yeah, totally easy to remember.
0: <laughs> right on, man. But thank you, thanks again, man. This is this is a great conversation. Of course, I do a watch party for each of these movies that we review on the show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, you can join the conversation in our Discord at discord.cinemavention.com. We've got so many people chatting in there. Always such a great time. Uh, and But if you can't make it to the watch party, don't worry, because we always have the watch party available on demand exclusively to everyone who supports on Patreon you can get it in your own rss feed you can get that over at patreon.com/wscottis1 thank you so much to everybody for that um for contributing and uh, uh those of you that support on patreon are keeping this series going and i thank you so much and appreciate it very much uh don't forget that i am live twice a week playing games with the community over at twitch uh, twitch.tv/wscottis1 uh Jackbox Party Pack 9 just came out so we'll be uh, we'll be playing that a lot on uh, game night so you'll definitely want to check out the uh, stream if you love Jackbox uh, if you have thoughts about the movie we discussed today uh send them in uh, to the Discord or also you can send an email that's an email at cinemavention.com that's the email address to use again email at cinemavention.com and you can visit the website to see previous episodes that we, uh, and all the previous movies we've covered, plus the show notes and a whole lot more over at cinemavention.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to Cinemavention in your favorite podcatcher of choice. Cinemavention.com slash subscribe has a big list of all the major podcatchers and also a link to subscribe as manually Using the old-fashioned RSS way of doing things, right? Uh, music has been provided by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. And this is going to be a gr- uh, great movie to talk about next time. Because next week, we'll be back to discuss the movie Saw. And it turns out that this movie was kind of a controversial pick uh, for this show. And I'm actually going to be coming to the movie's defense. And... You'll see what I mean when we uh, when we cover Saw next time around, and uh, that'll be that'll be such a I feel like this will be a special kind of unique departure uh, to the normal Cinema Vention formula. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to that conversation. And until we get until then, we will see you next time.
1: Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>